What? <laughs> what am I doing? Oh, hi. <laughs> Good eve afternoon, I mean. <laughs> or evening. Wherever whenever or you morning. Listen. Or morning. Or yeah. day. De- night. <laughs> afternoon. Yes. Okay. Midday. Well, hey guys. Um welcome, welcome to Cozy Commas in the Car. Whoop whoop. It's fun. We've got our new series. Oh yeah. I'm gonna hit my car for hit you. Kind of. Crazy. <laughs> Crazy drunk drivers. <laughs> um Okay. Howdy y'all. We are back with our series in Ecclesiastes. Well starting. Well starting the well, series. Close yeah. enough. You know what you Welcome mean. Welcome to yeah. the first episode of Ecclesiastes. <laughs> um, if you <laughs> haven't noticed, we're bad. <laughs> We have all had caffeine this morning. Well, actually, I'm not sure if it's kicked in quite yet. You'll find oh, out. Mine I've, is. Had I've had sugar this morning, and Olivia's had caffeine, and Nevaeh is just hyper. So it's going to be interesting. Um, yeah. So you want to just get started? Yeah. Well, um, first off, I think we should pray. Yes. And yes. Yeah. Start it off. So, God, I just. Thank you for just a wonderful day, and I thank you for whoever's listening, and I thank you just for the ability to talk about you, and the ability to worship you, and to learn, and read your word, because Mm -hmm. God, that is so, so bonkers, if you think about it. I mean, the fact that we get to worship the living God who loves us, Mm -hmm. who cherishes us, and it's just, it's so good. So I pray that um, as we read, we can just understand and gain wisdom from your word. And I pray that um, as we go on throughout our week or year or whatever it is, <clears throat> that you will just guide us and that you will lead us into what you what you have for our lives. And yeah, amen. Amen. <laughs> amen. Awesome. So before we jump in to the word, there's a few things this entire series that we're going to be focusing on, like um, just some phrases that... The author repeats a lot in this entire book, like grasping for the wind and uh, define some defining of words, like what does vanity mean? What's vain? What's vainglory? Vainglory? Um, just things like that. We're also focusing on what was it? The difference between what life with God is like and what life without Him is like, and just mm-hmm. overall searching for our purpose. And what this book tells us about our purpose as Christians. Mm-hmm. Which, and I think by human nature, it's kind of, it's such a natural thing to question, like, wow, what is my purpose for being here? Yes. Mm. And luckily, we have a very loving and gracious God who gives us a purpose. Like, he, he has our life in the, like, in his, like, set in his mind before we were ever born. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that is, like, such a crazy thing to think about, first of all. But... I'm excited to jump into this series because I think there's going to be a lot of really great insights. Yes. Yeah. It's going to be good. Yeah. Um, was there anything else that we're looking for in this series? I don't think there uh, was, but... Yeah. Pretty much... Yeah. Pretty much what you guys said. Just looking yeah. for... Mm-hmm. Um, this book is perfect to kind of give an idea of what we are supposed to do with our life. I mean, mm-hmm. there's so many... Being Christians or... Um, you know, whatever, we have so many social stigmas that are just not true. Like, you have to know what you want to do, what God wants you to do right now. <laughs> that's just not, that's not realistic. Mm-hmm. Because, for one, God can work on the fly. He can work in any situation. He can work in any life, in anyone's life. And so mm-hmm. I think it's something um, where this book perfectly puts into perspective, you are, 
<laughs> you were created to worship him. Yes. You were created to serve him. You were created to love him. And he loves us. It's a relationship. It's not a, I'm waiting for my dictator to tell me what to do in life. <laughs> like, that's not what it is. It's, he wants you to live your life for him. Like, that's what he, he wants you to understand that he has such good plans for you. And this book definitely, um, it just explains that everything without him is just nothing. Yes. So, mm-hmm. yep. yeah. All right. So let's dive right in. We're starting in. Jeez, they're cute. They are cute. Oh my goodness. Anyway, continue. <laughs> um, I want her jeans. Those are cute. Right? right? <laughs> um, Ecclesiastes 1 in its entirety. Mm. Uh, the words of the preacher, the son of David, king in Jerusalem. Vanity of vanities, says the preacher. Vanity of vanities. All is vanity. What profit has a man from all his labor in which he toils under the sun? One generation passes away and another generation comes, but the earth abides forever. The sun also rises and the sun goes down and hastens to the place where it arose. The wind goes toward the south and turns around around to the north and the winds whirl about continually and comes again on its circuit. All the rivers run into the sea, yet the sea is not full. To the place from which the rivers come, there they return again. All things are, are full of labor. Man cannot express it. The eye is not satisfied with seeing, nor the ear filled with hearing. That, that which has been is what will be. Sorry. That which has been is what will be. That which is done is what will be done. And there is nothing new under the sun. Is there anything of which it may be said, See, this is new? It has already been in ancient times before us. There is no remembrance of former things, nor will there be any remembrance of things that are to come by those who will come after. I, the preacher, was king over Israel in Jerusalem, and I set my heart to seek and search out by wisdom concerning all that is done under heaven. This burdensome, burdensome task God has given to the sons of man by which they may be ex- exercised. I have seen the works... I have seen all the works that are done under the sun, and indeed all is vanity and grasping for the wind. What is crooked cannot be made straight, and what is lacking cannot be numbered. I communed with my heart, saying, Look, I have attained greatness, and I have gained more wisdom than all who were before me in Jerusalem. My my heart has understood great wisdom and knowledge, and I have I and I set my heart to know wisdom and to know madness and folly, I perceived that this is also grasping for the wind. For in much wisdom is much grief, and he who increases knowledge increases sorrow. Mm. <laughs> There's a lot. There is a lot to It's a lot of back. analogies. Mm-hmm. I think... Um, oh, shoot. I'm going to forget where it is. Um... I love 16. So it's like I said to myself, look, I have increased in wisdom more than anyone who has ruled over Jerusalem before me. I have experienced much of wisdom and knowledge. Um, I applied to myself, I applied myself to understand. We also have different versions. I applied myself to the understanding of wisdom and also of madness and folly, but I learned that this too is a chasing after the wind. For with much wisdom comes much sorrow. The more knowledge, the more grief. Mm. And I think that's so cool. Uh, this is also King Solomon writing this, if you didn't yes. know. So yeah, he was already he was gifted wisdom, yeah, gifted by God. wisdom because he asked for it. Yeah. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's so 
it's so humbling to have wisdom and to ask for wisdom because as he said with that knowledge you will understand how this world is and how fallen it is and how Mm -hmm. good it could have been with Mm -hmm. God still included in it and um it's just (laughs) it's kind of it's a good thing to have wisdom but he's pretty much saying with like with that wisdom he understands how much he like everything is meaningless like the wisdom he has is meaningless without god giving it to him the, mm-hmm. the wisdom is just everything <laughs> what are the words i'm looking for everything is meaningless without god really that's just yeah. as we said the whole point of this book to explain and Mm-hmm. his wisdom is honestly just helping him understand that. Like, I mean, right now, like, just this chapter is, it's, like, the vanity of life and the grief grief of wisdom. Mm-hmm. That's, how it, that's how it's separated in my Bible. And it's literally just saying, life is meaningless. It, we haven't even gotten to the part where, without God, life is meaningless. Yeah. It's just, it's just life, life is, meaningless. is meaningless. And so, just going back to, like, verse 2, it says vanity uh, five times in that verse. <laughs> Um, and so we need to kind of know what vanity is. Yeah. Um, I have the definition of vanity as vapor, meaningless, or futility. And I like how the first definition is vapor because later on in this chapter, it tells us like all is vanity and grasping for the wind. Mm. Yeah. What was that definition of vanity you said? Vapor, meaningless, and, or futility. And I like, and it's chasing after the world is vanity. Mm-hmm. And that's talked a lot about in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. It's like you chase after God and you have a purposeful life. Or you chase after the world and all is vanity. Mm-hmm. Which is so interesting because I feel like, I mean, myself included, when I was younger and I heard the word vanity, I was like, oh, that person is so vain. Mm-hmm. But like the actual definition of vanity, like, I mean, there is like that sort of vanity, you know, but. Mm-hmm. Like, the kind that this is talking about is talking about, like, okay, there's... It holds no purpose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know. I just, I just, and that's, that's interesting. interesting because a vain person is normally thinking about themselves. And the things that involve ourselves are meaningless. <laughs> yeah. We can care about, you know, get all pampered up in the morning. We can... I want that car. You know, I want this. I want to have that purpose in life. I want to have this, this, this. And... If you look at it, that's all vain thinking because that's just continuing to live life based on what you want rather than what God that's wants still, for that's you. That's still that's chasing after the world. Yeah, it's chasing after something that is going that's fleeting, that is not going to last. Mm-hmm. And it I love the analogy chasing after the wind. And I think that's like one of the coolest analogies yes. I've ever heard because you wind, can't chase you can't grab the wind. <laughs> hey wind, come here. <laughs> you can't do that. Yeah. You can't snatch it up. And I think that's just a perfect way of looking at it. Or even like not to like I mean even snow or like brain, like you have snow in your hand, but it melts eventually. Like mm. it's just it go, it goes away. Something that won't last. Like and, even if it's there for a, br- for I a mean, brief. I mean, it's like moment. that yeah. satisfaction. It's, like it's this, gone. <laughs> it'll be gone. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like um, good, um, all things are cute. full of labor. <laughs> Man cannot express it. The eye is not satisfied with seeing, nor the ear filled with hearing. That's verse eight. It's that discontentment. There's no satisfaction there. Mm-hmm. Maybe you like you said with the snow. Like you're satisfied for a minute because you are holding snow, but eventually that satisfaction doesn't last. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But 
comparing this chapter to the New Testament, like with Jesus, we are satisfied. It's that living water yeah. that he offers us. Yeah. Mm. So I guess as almost like a reflection question, is there something that you are chasing after? Like, is there something that you're holding on to that it's like mm. chasing after the wind? I guess that's my question. Yeah. Yeah. Because there are so many things that we tend to hold on to. Um, and the things that we are afraid to let go, we don't want to let go, we're having trouble trusting that there will be a better outcome if we do let go. So, whoever, like, so for the listener who's listening to this, what is something that you need to stop chasing after the wind for? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have in my notes here, um, in verse 11, it. T- what, what's verse 11 there's no remembrance of former things nor there will there be any remembrance of things that are to come by those who will come after life is not linear i have in my notes it says life is not linear it's not a straight line it's cyclical like a mm-hmm. hamster wheel there's no gain you're just going around in circles mm-hmm. i also have underneath that um we need to celebrate life because it's short and we need to embrace those around us we need to share god's love and we shouldn't be searching for pleasure we should be searching for jesus Mm. and yearning for that relationship with him Uh and then underneath that it's ecclesiastes is asking the question what is my purpose and the new testament is answering that yeah i think i guess a good way to look at it rather than just saying wind like, you are chasing struggle. You are Ooh. chasing heartache. You are chasing meaningless. And it's, <laughs> I think it's so funny because it's like, that's how Satan makes himself look. Mm-hmm. He makes things look beautiful. He makes things look desirable. But as soon as you get real close, you're like, dude, that's not what I wanted. <laughs> yeah. And then it's hard to get out of it because that's all you know is you've been chasing after that. Yeah. And I mean... Uh, knowing me, <laughs> I'm a runner, and once I get to a certain point, I'm like, um, there's no going back. We're just gonna keep going because I don't want it. That's too much work to turn around mm-hmm. and go back mm-hmm. home. And I think it's it's kind of like that. It's I mean, the we same don't. In this case, yeah. yeah, we think it's easy to turn back, but it it really isn't. Mm-hmm. Once you set a habit, once you set that, oh yeah, I can keep going towards that, and oh this is exciting. And then you get there and you're like, this is not what I wanted. It's so much harder to get out of it because mm-hmm. that's all you've known. That's all you've been doing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's, yeah, I think that's a good thing to look at. It's like when you're chasing the wind or whatever, say it's that relationship. Say it's that, um, that you want a bagel. I don't know. Like say it's something you really want. If it's not in line with God, you're automatically putting yourself with like into a place of heartache. Mm-hmm. You're putting yourself into a position that is not going to last well, and you know it. <laughs> and I think it's hard because we want something so bad, but yet we still do it anyway. <laughs> well, we have to ask the question, what around us, yeah. what in this world has eternal value? Mm-hmm. And the only thing that does is our relationship with God. Mm. Yeah, that's the only thing in this (laughs) life that has eternal value because grasping for the wind is grasping for nothing and nothing on this earth has eternal value other than our relationship with God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Store in your heart treasure or not on earthly. Set your heart on things above and not on earthly things. Yeah. For what's in heaven far outweighs what's Mm. like temporary. Yeah, exactly. 
I really like verse 18, the last verse. For in much wisdom is much grief, and he who increases knowledge increases sorrow. That's not the case for all wisdom and all knowledge, mm-hmm. but you need to have your heart in the right place for that wisdom and that knowledge. Yeah, absolutely. And let's, I think there's also a difference between knowledge and wisdom, and mm, it talks yes. about it in Proverbs a little bit. Yeah. Um, but knowledge is, like, the theoretical, the practical understanding of a subject. Understanding something without, like, discernment. Or well, knowledge is, like, so I've, heard, I've always heard it put this way. It's, mm-hmm. like, this circle of doxology. So yeah. you have knowledge, you have this idea of something Mm -hmm. and then you have understanding knowledge leads to understanding so Mm -hmm. that way you understand the knowledge that understanding can lead to wisdom yeah and that wisdom you can use that for doxology to praise that's literally Mm -hmm. what doxology means Mm -hmm. like we can use that wisdom to praise god not everybody in this world uses their wisdom to praise god yeah some people just do the opposite of that and so it's wisdom and knowledge in that case if you're not using that wisdom and knowledge to praise god Mm -hmm. what are you doing with it yeah it causes grief it causes sorrow Mm -hmm. and that's what this verse is yeah yeah absolutely and i think also looking at it too like the knowledge he's giving he's talking about a godly knowledge he's been given and considering this was knowledge or sorry wisdom that he asked from god god's going to give him his wisdom and if you look at that perspective he gets to understand and he gets to know how messed up this world is like he understands that now and he understands how wretched we truly are like we don't even deserve to be in the presence of god anymore but god still loves and chooses us so i think it that automatically brings even though you still are joyful because of what he did um you know sending jesus to die for us and it's yeah you're joyful but you understand now mm-hmm. you have that at least yearning for him in your heart because you understand that you are not worthy of him and it kind of brings a sorrow if you think about it i mean it it brings repentance Mm-hmm. That's what I was looking for. It brings that knowledge of I need to do something and I need to praise him because he's done something for me. And I think without that, it makes things so much harder to look at hindsight. When you're looking at your life, you're like, well, all this was fine. But with that wisdom of knowing none of it matters, it, you can look at it so differently. You're like, wow. God is so good because nothing I do matters <laughs> yeah. and, and he's still good throughout it. And mm-hmm. I think that's, there's so many different ways you can look at that wisdom because yeah, there's knowledge, wisdom, and the doxology of it. But then there's also just the understanding of God mm-hmm. and who he is. It's like yeah. that wisdom can bring sorrow because you're like, I am trash, <laughs> yeah. but yet you still love me. <laughs> that's yeah. so it's that godly sorrow. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's good. Mm. Do you guys have anything else? I really can't. Not for me. Nah. It was a good, it was a good first chapter. I think <laughs> yes. it kind of is Agreed. very good introduction. To yeah. Mm. It kind of gives us a good idea about what the rest of, this, of, the, of the book is uh-huh. going to be about. Yeah. But, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. Would you like to pray us out? Yeah, I'll pray us out. Okay. <clears throat> Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so, so much for this time today where we can uh, come on our podcast and just share our our thoughts of your word, God. And we ask that you uh, bless this episode and that it reaches the right people who 
um, need to hear it and that let everything that we do or say be done for your glory God and we ask that you bless our listeners week and in your name we pray amen 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 all right everybody well we will catch you on the next episode of our Ecclesiastes series uh, we're so happy that you are joining us and Ooh. we'll see you next time yeah. we love you see ya Jesus loves you bye bye